0: Welcome back to the Buckeye Breakdown Podcast. Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated, coming to you as we uh, continue to to break down this preseason training camp. Alongside Brett Hiltbrand, I'm Brendan Gulick. And I'll tell you what, we've got a a unit that I am very excited to talk about here this evening, Brett, because I don't know if it's possible for a team to have, uh, at least a a Larry Johnson-led team, to have an underrated unit but this just might be the year because nationally there's no Chase Young or Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa here where guys are walking in knowing, hey, I am the best defensive end in the country and everybody knows it across, uh, across America. But I think this particular group for the Buckeyes has a chance to be really, really special.
1: Yeah, agreed. It's the first time we haven't really seen a dominant guy, you know, three-technique defensive end, dominance it really, as far as like a front runner type guy, but you have, you know, Haskell Garrett who can move around, uh, a lot. I think you're going to see a a good bit of that actually, where your, your defensive situation, certainly with what, you know, opponent personnel looks like these, the, the Rushman package, all of that is going to look a little bit different guys playing different spots, nose, three technique, defensive end, whatever. So, uh, because I think it's a little bit under the radar, I think that's actually a good thing uh, going forward for these guys and uh, and and what that means as far as like uh, how teams kind of game plan against them when you know that you don't necessarily have to you know eliminate half the field because of one guy. Now you, you might have to account for everyone, and and that's a good thing.
0: The Buckeyes probably were uh, aiming to have for veteran defensive ends coming into the season. And unfortunately, the the big news, if you want to look at it that way, uh, in camp, Tyler Friday is injured. It sounds like he's going to be out for most of the season, if not all of the season. Details of his injury haven't been and and probably won't be released unless Tyler decides to make it public. Um, But Ryan Day gave us the impression that he's not going to be part of the mix this year, and that's obviously disappointing. But Zach Harrison... And Tyreek Smith and Javante Jean-Baptiste uh, certainly seem like three guys, especially the first two in that group, maybe you know a little bit more predictable as guys you expect to have big years. And, and I'm not sure if there's anybody that's been a, a more pleasant surprise through camp so far than JJB, uh, as opposed to JTT, by the way, where we've got acronyms all over the place. Um, but Javante's he's just been really, really good so far. His personality is shining through. He's his athleticism is really showing. Um, get the impression that he is he's making a, a good impression in the beginning of camp here.
1: Yeah, and the guy that we you know you had high expectations for uh, you know coming in uh, to his Ohio State career, ton of length, uh, especially um, in in hand technique and, and hand fighting, uh, and, and a guy that you kind of expected to make a jump at some point just given who he he got to watch for a couple years uh in front of him and and uh how good you get in in many ways via osmosis being around you know first round nfl draft pick uh guys and so you know he's one of those dudes that i think uh you know also helps you know getting in the weight getting in the weight room and in a couple years with that strength strength and conditioning because he was a wiry guy coming out of out of, uh, out of high school. And so as he kind of gets a little bit bigger and, and, and certainly the, the, the technique kind of mastering that, you know, I think he's, he's certainly the dude that, uh, you know, maybe the, the bar was here and he was here and there was a little bit of gap that he needed to fill. And I think he's certainly, uh, poised to be able to do that. And then with Zach you know, this is a dude that maybe had the highest expectations of of a D end coming out of high school. Certainly in Ohio, in a very long time uh, at the high school level, and then uh, you know, just kind of waiting for him to you know have that moment. And he hasn't really maybe jumped off uh, off the you know off the TV screen, off the off the film room over the last you know however many uh, you know snaps he's gotten. Uh, last year and in, 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 in part the year before. But you know, I, I think this is his moment, this is his year where he, he really has to shine, especially with how much teams are going to have to account for the, the interior defensive lineman that this Ohio State defense will be trotting out on the field this uh, this uh, this fall. I,
0: I'm I think of the the returning defensive ends that you're expecting a lot from, I think I'm most excited to see the step forward that Tyreek Smith can make simply because He's just had an an injury riddled career so far, but kind of to your point, the ceiling is really, really high. Um, And, you know, they're all all the reason in the world right now to think that he's in as good a spot as he's been in since he was a Buckeye. So I I think there are some pretty lofty expectations for Tyreek Smith this year.
1: I'm I'm really curious to see what it's like when he's on the field for more than maybe like a snap a series sure. or, or coming in in kind of a platoon role, right. Where he's getting, uh, you know, consistent runs uh, and, and being able to pin his ears back on third down, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, the last couple seasons was a little bit hurt comes in situationally or doesn't get a ton of, you know, that the, a ton of snaps and being able to kind of get into a rhythm. So I think he's one of those guys that, we're probably watching maybe with the most interest as far as what does he look like when he's getting out, you know, on the field for, you know, 20, 30 snaps a game.
0: It's easy to look on the outside because historically the Buckeyes have been so good here uh, under Larry Johnson, especially this, this last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, but to your earlier point, the interior of the defensive line last year, I think was probably, the biggest question mark going into the season. You, you you trusted that there was some talent. You really weren't sure how that was going to manifest itself. Obviously, Tommy Togiai turns out to be, a, you know, an NFL caliber interior lineman. Haskell um, Garrett certainly seems like he's headed in that same direction. He's back. Togi'i obviously now playing uh, for the Cleveland Browns, you know, Teron Vincent has never been healthier as a Buckeye. He's got a chance to have a really, really good year. Antoine Jackson, a big body, a guy I think could have a solid season. Um, and Jaron Cage has certainly found himself in in the mix in camp so far. So while while maybe the speed rushers on the outside tend to get a lot of love right now, I'm really excited to watch the interior of this line because they can make it pretty tough to run the football.
1: Yeah, and I think Teron is is my breakout player uh, of uh, of the season for the entire defense, I think you know, especially with all the you know all the potential in the world with his dad, and I don't even know how many Pro Bowls his dad played in, but probably quite a bit. Um, and so, you just think about like what you're able to learn as a as a very impressionable kid being around NFL players, right? And like and how how much of of a of a head start that gets you, okay? And then. Uh, And I also think if you if you kind of think about his story specifically, right. And keeping in mind, you know, just being around all those guys and then you get to college and nothing really quite clicks because you're not 100 percent ever. You're always kind of getting nicked up and dinged up. And then finally, here you are and you're hungrier. Here's your opportunity. Go out and seize it. And I I think he is especially the guy. Uh, that I I have my eye on for for this year on the defensive side of the ball. I think he's one of those dudes that uh, will turn heads and and make plays in a position that uh, is not the most maybe glamorous uh, position. Certainly on, on the defensive side of the ball and almost definitely specifically uh, at D line. But he he's my breakout player. I think for this season. I think he's going to be a, a special a, a special guy this season for Ohio State.
0: I mean, we, we've kind of hit some of the upperclassmen here and guys that um, by all accounts, you know, should be regulars. Uh, obviously, you know, Tyler Friday, we mentioned won't, won't be around, but the rest of that group, I, I have high expectations. You're going to see them pretty, pretty frequently this fall. But I, I am equally as encouraged by the talent, the strength, the physicality, and and the finesse of you know the underclassmen in this group both inside and outside and obviously you can't have a conversation about the Ohio State defensive line right now without at least referencing JT Tuimoloau and and Jack Sawyer you know who knows how much they're going to play um certainly get the impression that they're talented enough to get in there and get going and maybe the best thing that they have going for them Brett is that the Buckeyes actually have a couple games early in the year that they can probably play some depth because chances are they're going to be up big against Tulsa and Akron at some point and give some of these younger guys some snaps.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. And, uh, you know, kind of talking about speaking of guys who have undergone a a body trans transformation, right? Like what, what Jack Sawyer looked like coming coming out of Pickerington North uh, in Columbus out of high school where he played quarterback for stretches for the Panthers uh, in his final year because of injuries, what they had that season. Um, he was a big dude at high at the high school level. And then how his body has changed over the last however many months was very eye opening to me when he, the, you know, seeing pictures and video of him, uh, walking into, uh, you know, the facility to, to start camp and everything was like, whoa, you know, like that, they really jumped off at me. Um, the Mickey Marathi effect. Yeah, for, well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, t- for the ten billionth time uh, <laughs> over the last however many years, um, but yeah, he's he's a guy that I, I think um, only gets better the more you he sees like combat snaps, live action snaps, mm-hmm. and to be able to play him in some of those games where you expect Ohio State to be up pretty big in the final quarter, you know, quarter, quarter and a half. I think that only makes them better as the season goes along because of potential injuries. There's a lot of depth in that group. We always know about how much you need depth at D-line just simply because of how, you know, how violent it can get, especially once conference play rolls around. I think JT is also one of those dudes that you would expect to get in there eventually. Uh, And I, in many ways, I think has about as high of a ceiling as just about anybody, you know, that we've talked about already. So um, well, look
0: how fast he lost his black stripe i mean i know right like it didn't take him
1: um and and those are you the d line guys are usually the ones who in my mind as um you know incoming you know freshmen or first years uh the those guys are the ones that have the highest you know bar to kind of reach when it comes to losing that stripe and so, the fact that he went out and, and, and got that done in such a short period of time, I think bodes well. You, you, you want to talk about, you know, a position group where competition makes them better. And I think Larry Johnson is is certainly the, the biggest reason why. I think when he has a lot of depth and there isn't necessarily like a, a very, very obvious kind of pecking order uh, of depth chart of who's with the ones, twos, threes, et cetera. I think that only makes them collectively better, and that that'll be super fun to watch. And I think Jack and JT are certainly the two guys that were kind of thinking are are, are dudes that'll stick their nose in there for playing time uh, early on.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, incoming freshman teammates on the defensive line with Tyreek Williams and Mike Hall. Um, it sounds like they've gotten off to a good start. I'm just not sure how how early they're going to factor in into actual you know gameplay. But um, you know, Larry Johnson this morning was complimentary of the way that they've you know gone about their business so far. Um, we haven't really talked about Ty Hamilton, you know, sophomore from Pickerington, another guy that, you know, has a ton of ability, but like, you just start looking at the depth chart and you somewhere along the way, you're scratching and clawing for playing time just to try to get out there.
1: And he's another one, right. That has a sky high potential given what we've seen from his family. Right. Yes, and so right. Um, gosh, man, you would talk about weapons.
0: And we we haven't talked about Literally. Noah Potter yet. I mean, Noah Potter is legit, and he's yeah. he's gotten huge,
1: for sure, right? And I, I just I'm, you know, I guess I shouldn't be surprised every time I see it, given the consistency with with you know Coach Mick and everything that he's been able to do. But man, sometimes, <laughs> can you? It's like a picture of you know, a dude, and he's wearing a double XL, and it looks like he's it's sticking to him. You know, like it's a it's a second skin. Like it's, it blows my mind some of the transformations that these that these kids undergo in just such a short amount of time. Extra calories and extra reps, baby, that's how it works.
0: Well, and and the fact of the matter is I think they're going to be a focal point, this position group in general, is going to be a focal point right away because I think Minnesota is going to try to run the football against the Buckeyes. Um, I'm just not sure they have the weapons on the outside this year to, to try and throw it down the field. They're going to have to at some point, but I I think they're going to try to establish the run early in that game. Um, And so you're going to see some of these guys, you know, front and center, either making big plays or, you know, you're you're either the hero shot or the goat shot, one or the other. Right. And uh, I think they're going to be, they're going to be highlighted early on.
1: For sure. Right. And like, I think, you know, if, if you're Minnesota and you, if you're looking at that defense, the one thing that you're maybe circling and kind of working towards, right. Is an, an unproven linebacker group? And so, you try and establish run there, uh, and and then as a byproduct of that, if you can get linebackers peaking and leaning a little bit, that bodes well to being able to throw the ball, you know, down the field and certain you know play action uh, or you know read option three option uh, certain scenarios and situations.
0: There's one other thing I really want to bring up that I, I promise this is not a homer comment. I hope by now, folks know that I am not a homer. I. I Call it like I see it. I'm willing to be critical if it's warranted. Um, I am I am continually so impressed with the quality of character with a lot of these guys. You get a chance to see them in person or, or watch their press conferences. I'm telling you, Ryan Day has said it over and over and over again that they are recruiting the person and the family and they're selecting recruits from a a pool of already talented football players. And that the culture component is so important. They don't want to have to worry about guys doing stupid things off the field because they got bigger goals in mind and no, no coach has time for that kind of nonsense. And again, today for a position group, that's so violent, right? The defensive line, they're trying to, trying to tear somebody's head off, you know, at the, at the snap of the football, some of these guys just come across as really well polished genuinely good dudes well spoken you know some of them have a little bit more of a teddy bear feeling than others to them but just um you know pretty mature guys for being 18 19 20 years old and i just don't think you can take that for granted because we've seen too many examples uh, certainly within this conference of of guys that have some talent that you know, maybe couldn't handle their business otherwise and, and didn't quite hit their, uh, hit their potential. So I, I really love that about this group.
1: Think, think about, and, and I, I would say that goes beyond D line, right? I, I think it's sure. program wide. I, I, I agree overall, right? But you think about the quality of recruiters, who's bringing these kids in, right? You have Al Washington. He's probably one of the top 10 best in the country. Kerry Combs, we know what he's done for a long time. Brian Harline, who's very much inserted himself as one of the top recruiters in the country. And then you have Ryan Day, you know, at, at the very top of that pyramid, right? And, and it's all Tony
0: Alford and Larry Johnson.
1: Yeah. And 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 then, you know, so you have those, those those three, I think, are are guys that, you know, we've kind of looked at and been like, okay, yeah, you know, those, these are these are very much like top recruiting talents. Okay, and then on top of that, you have guys who are able to recruit based on you know previous pedigree. That's Larry Johnson. You got Tony, who is without question a player's coach, right? And all of that, I kind of all of this is like kind of feeding into and mixing into this kind of perfect soup that Ohio State kind of has going right now. And as a byproduct of that, if you are maybe a little bit uh, immature. Or in you know, or you have some growing to do, you will learn really, really quickly <laughs> to be able to do that, right? Because of yep. how many other character guys are around you, and I think that's not a mistake. I think that's not an accident or a coincidence. That is one hundred percent purposeful, and, and I think it's a it's a perpetuating thing. It's self perpetuating, and I think that's all you can ask for. If you're an Ohio State fan, looking at this program, that in a lot of ways, when you see output. A lot of that is because of the, the, the people who are actually producing that are also help growing the next guys up and it, and it feeds and it on and on and on it goes. And, and that started with with Urban Meyer and some of the some of the hires that, that he had, uh, you know, early on in his uh, in his tenure. But I, I definitely think it's reached a new level over the last two, three seasons. And I think Ryan Day is a huge part of that.
0: And I just think as a fan, you know, it makes it that much more fun to root for a team that you genuinely feel good about the guys on the team. You know, it's 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 about the team. It's about the school. It's about the the program and the brand. Right. But at the end of the day, when when you're rooting for guys that are representing that, that are just easy, good dudes to root for, it makes you feel good as a fan. You feel more emotionally invested in, in the outcome of games and, and, you know, the potential for a team. Is this team going to win the national championship this year? I don't know. I think it's way, way too early to figure that out, but I can tell you they certainly have a a boatload of talent and, and guys that, you know, are leaning into the brotherhood. This is another really, really good team.
1: Well, and, and winning helps. Right. And and, and I think winning is, the is in many ways, the reason why I think a lot of fans feel this way, because you have nice guys and then you go, you know, you, you're, you're just over 500 uh, Iowa, Um, you know, everyone, we got great guys, but we stink, you know, Michigan state, kind of same thing, like got great guys, we're nice kids, but man, like, you know, we get our teeth kicked in every other game. Right. So like winning helps. And, and I think um, it's, all of that is is certainly a byproduct of winning, but I I do believe that when it comes to groundswell and support and energy and momentum, when with fan when fans are able to kind of help push that along because they are emotionally invested and and this is a big word in my mind, proud of of the team and of the players that only helps the Ohio state, the brand, Ohio state football, the brand, Ohio state football, the brotherhood, that that's only a positive thing. That's a, that's another uh, weapon in the arsenal.
0: So, uh, obviously defensive lineman met with the media today. Uh, tomorrow is the last open viewing period for the media scheduled for training camp. Um, we'll have a chance to, to watch a, a little bit of practice tomorrow and then we'll talk with, uh, running backs coach Tony Alford and, and several of his guys. Um, we weren't told exactly which guys, but I would assume it's going to be some combination of Master Teague, Mayan Williams, uh, Travion Henderson, maybe, uh, Evan Pryor, maybe. We really haven't had a chance to talk to many freshmen. Hopefully, you know, the Buckeyes might give us a, a chance to hear from them. Marcus Crowley, I would imagine, will probably have a chance to chat with him, too. Um, so fingers crossed that uh, tomorrow is another good day for Ohio State. But obviously, the season's getting awfully close, right? Uh, we are almost exactly two weeks away now from a Thursday night kickoff in uh, in Minneapolis and um, the Buckeyes are, are making a lot of progress here in training camp.
1: Make no mistake. I, I I enjoy and look forward to our conversations about depth chart and position groups and everything. I'm also a little tired of it, right? I'm ready to talk about games. I'm ready to talk about <laughs> scenario, situational football and, and everything that goes along with that. And and, and seeing this team hit a different uh, different group of guys wearing different jerseys. I think that's exciting. Ready to yeah,
0: go. It's, uh, it's right around the corner for sure. For Brett Hillbrand, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for tuning in to Buckeye Breakdown. We uh, will certainly have more content for you coming over on BuckeyesNow.com, especially tomorrow, and uh, we'll try to give you the latest updates from practice as best we can when we're uh, allowed to release those. In the meantime, you can find our podcast wherever you like to find your podcasts. It's on Apple, it's on uh, Spotify, it's, it's in Pandora, it's in a lot of different places. So hopefully you'll uh, catch our podcast there. And if you're not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate the support if you're willing to do that. See you real soon. The Buckeyes back at it tomorrow. It'll be uh, in just a couple hours here when it's officially tomorrow, 15 days from kickoff, Ohio State, Minnesota, just around the corner.